spinning top. Spin to win. Hi, my dear tightrope walking, over the shoulder glancing, but well-meaning listener. I'm your equally tired of the rhetoric and surfeited by political correctness host Shifali. Are you also fed up of calling a spade a differently shaped inverted heart of color? Have you had your fill of intolerant jerks who just love to start feasting on your tiniest goof-ups? I understand that there is stuff that hurts, but people say it. And there is stuff that we end up saying without malice that gets others all worked up. And then we experience the attack of the social media clones. I'd like to begin with the story of my nose and me. If you've seen my picture, you must have noticed my nose. Don't say you haven't. It takes up quite a lot of real estate on my face. And it isn't that well-defined, straight-edged, ending-in-a-point kind of nose that you could use to slice an apple. Instead, it's an almost perfect sphere. I did a couple of years of growing up in Rajasthan, where the nose is a very important accoutrement in a woman's beauty paraphernalia. I think I was about 11 or 12 when I was teased by my classmates as Bhoti Nak or flat-nosed. Obviously, I didn't like the epithet, so I returned home with my chin scraping the ground. My dad asked me why I looked so glum and so I told him the whole story. He told me to tell them that my nose had a personality, that it looked different from all their noses and that it held itself high. And so, while I didn't have a tikhi nak or a pointy nose, I had an unchi nak or a high nose, which was better. Next day, I was prepared and I shot back. Some girls laughed, others got confused, but the end result was they never talked about my nose again. And I and my nose lived happily ever after. Since then, I have learned to ignore the comments about my appearance or my devil-may-care attitude or my occasional language errors or my accent or my position on various issues. I try. I try to let all such comments slide. Once in a while they still hurt as their barbs go in deep when they slide, especially when they come from someone who's close to me, but I reason with myself. I know, you want to pull my ears and tell me that ignoring bullies makes them bigger bullies and that one should fight back. Yeah, Shafali, I do. We have a difference of opinion here. I think we should fight back because it is this kind of mentality that must be eliminated. I agree and I disagree. Yes, you should fight back. But not all the time. Not everyone. And not if it is going to cause you even more pain and unhappiness. You see, you come first. You come first. And about that mentality? Well, until slim is beautiful, until accent neutralization is an in thing, until dark continues to be a negative word in languages around the world. And hey, don't stop me. Because your face darkens in anger and brightens with hope. Until 
long-term changes happen, mentalities aren't going to change. You've got one lifetime. Either you can spend it crying or fighting or waging wars through your keyboard or you can be smart and figure out when you should fight back, if at all and how. I think one should learn to remain calm, understand the situation and then decide whether the bully's action is even worthy of a reaction. I also think that we exist in a world inhabited by 7.8 billion people and there are going to be differences of opinion. And if we took everyone who ever disagreed with us so seriously, then we'll be spending about half our lives arguing. The question is, should we be taking up cudgels against anyone who so much as breathes a word against our looks, our smarts, our body shape, our body weight, our accent, our community, our nationality, and so on? Is it really necessary? Unfortunately, we are being overly protective and overly sensitive especially about matters that don't mean anything at all. The point that I am attempting to make here is that we have moved away from calling a spade a spade and being politically correct is the in thing today. We are continuously looking for words that soften the blow as if we intended the blow. Gone are the days when a teenage Shifali could be teased by her cousins as the Black Queen. Today, they would think a hundred times before calling me the Black Queen. And if I were growing up today, I'd be ready to bite their head off if they dared to call me that. Now, in the new world order, we must take offense on behalf of our entire community or group. And if we don't, we still would be questioned. I was once pulled up on social media for saying that I did not find the new Ghostbuster movie with the women Ghostbusters funny enough. Being a woman, I should have found the movie funnier than the earlier Ghostbuster movies. But I didn't. The feminists, and feminists in quotes, the feminists who told me, I guess, wanted me to lie. I believe that a true feminist breaks glass ceilings and male bastions in the real world, not troll people for being truthful. Not finding the women ghostbusters funny enough is not a reflection on the capability of women in general, but a commentary on the entire film not appealing to me. Just this morning, I saw a video on LinkedIn. Perhaps you have seen it too. It shows three candidates waiting to be interviewed. The video shows a slim young woman vociferously defending an overweight woman who dissolves into tears when a creepy character insults her for her body shape. I found the video quite uninspiring. Think for a moment, had it been a video in which the overweight girl would have confidently told the creep to watch his own business and not her weight, ignored him and then gone inside for the interview and walked away with the job, wouldn't it be a hundred times more inspiring? When we notice the trolls, the trolls grow in size. They feed on our insecurities. With social media having become everyone's mouthpiece, 
Some of us have become leaders of every lost cause, castigating everyone who dares to be direct. And yet, a young boy of 15 is pummeled to death by two young men on a bike. Why? Because he dared to speak up when they hit his cart. I guess all that pseudo-niceness in the virtual world gets balanced in the real life. But it isn't all about being crusaders and critiques and appearing to be morally righteous and ultra-democratic in our microscopic worlds. The same people must walk the tightrope themselves, ensuring that not a toe goes out of line. And when it does, the mud cake boomerangs back at them, catching them unawares. One little thing you said years ago, one little thing you wanted to forget, one little thing that wouldn't have mattered once, now keeps you awake at night. Now you must be perfect, or at least appear to be perfect. I remember that when I was a student at the National Institute of Fashion Technology or NIFT, as it is affectionately called, a guest speaker had asked us a rather odd question. I remember the question, even though I've forgotten the context and the speaker. And the question was, when do you most feel like having sex? In the night or early in the morning? Most of us were unmarried, and being unmarried in India, at least back then, by extension, required at least the women students in the class to be honorary virgins. So we sat in shocked silence, yet none of us took offense of what the gentleman had said. Did he expect an answer? I doubt it. I think that either he was deriving a sort of vicarious thrill by watching the expressions of about a dozen young women, or it just slipped without any deliberation. What did we do? We let it slide. We didn't care. People are human. They make bloopers and blunders. It was okay. Today, the same gentleman's video would be doing the rounds and he would be called names. His personal life would be torn into pieces. And there are many men and women like that who did things in the heat of a moment, who probably did not feel proud of what they said or did. And they are respected moms and dads today. Maybe they are respected moms and dads of the same trolls today. Remember the thing about glass houses? And also the thing about a non-sinner throwing stones at a sinner? In a world of sham profiles and digital anonymity, the glass houses don't exist and the definition of sin changes from person to person. Back then, when we did not pick up digital banners against everything that rubbed us the wrong way, when I was 18, I could travel by Indian railways without reservation from Varanasi for three full days, change my trains, reach Guwahati alone, wait for the bus at a dark bus stop, take a bus and reach Kohima in Nagaland, all alone and unafraid. 
we were more willing to help, to protect, to smile, to comfort. We were less guarded, less alone, less anxious. But before you start thinking that it is generation gap talking, I want to tell you that I am completely in sync with whatever is happening around me. I did not grow up protected. I navigated through quite a bit of muck and I completely understand the changing dimensions of the human psyche. And this is why I would like to tell you that it is okay to be where you are and feel what you feel and sometimes also say what you want to say. Quite like your statements hurt their sensibilities, many of the things they say and do hurt yours. But probably, like me, you grew up to let the occasional blooper slide. Honestly, if you are free with your thoughts and if you don't measure your words by each of the hundred yardsticks strewn around in this world, you will definitely end up hurting someone's sentiments on something and you will be reprimanded for it by someone whom you don't know from Adams. It will hurt you, but it's okay. It will slide. Give it time to slide. Chetan Bhagat, who has been criticized for a lot of things, including his books, faces it all the time. He is criticized for the content and the language of his books, for his perspective on the going-ons, for connecting with people who have their own set of haters, and so on. And yet, most of the times, he refrains from striking back. He lets it slide. Imagine what would happen if he took every crappy bit ever written about his work and him to heart. He would probably shun all social media and become a recluse. With social media, each one of us has also become a micro-celebrity. And so the rules that apply to celebrities have started applying to us too. People who do not know us and whom we do not know, have acquired the right to criticize anything that they do not agree with. And honestly, the only way to deal with it is let it slide. That is all for now. My dear listener, if you like this episode, or even if it gets your gander up, leave a comment. If you want to thrash it or bash it, go ahead, but only after you've listened to it and reflected upon it for a while. If you like the spinning top, Please subscribe or follow. It is available on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and YouTube. Have a fabulous day, a lovely Christmas and a wonderful new year ahead. And if something pops up and irritates you, please let it slide. Thank you.